Hey guys, GBC Podcast number 38. I'm Courtney Wise. I'm Shane Blankenship. All right, so as you know, we are dealing with the aftermath of uh, those nasty tornadoes that came through Bowling Green and um, mm-hmm. a lot of other states, and it's it's devastating. Yeah, there's um, it's it's kind of crazy too. Uh, we were talking before we started recording, just um, the whole concept of depending on where you're at, um, you would know that a tornado hit here. Um, if you got off the interstate and you were just passing through Bowling Green and you stopped at Chick-fil-A to grab something to eat and get some gas and hop back on the road, it wouldn't look like anything happened mm-hmm. here. Um, but if you go a mile down the road, then it's crazy. And if you go beyond that and you go over to the Whispering Hills you know, subdivision behind Moss Middle School, that area, that, that's ground zero. I mean, there's there's, you know, in, on one street, there's multiple houses gone and walls down and, and roofs off. And it's just, it's crazy. It's it's a completely different scene um, in those two different places. Same tornado. Yeah. Well, and not to disagree with you, but I told my mom, I was like, because she keeps asking for some reason about Scottsville Road. Maybe that's yeah. just kind of like the marker in her mind when she <laughs> thinks of Bowling Green. I'm like, no, 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 no. Scottsville Road's fine, mom. And I was like, but you don't have to drive far to see. Even Mm-mm. even just like um, if you're going down the Natcher, you start to see like one tree snapped, mm-hmm. two trees snapped. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden you're like, well, there it is. You know, it's like um, then you get off on exit 26, like what you were just saying. And, you know, that whole section of trees on the right side, I mean, they're just gone. And mm-hmm. you can honestly, if you stand at the um, entrance to like Indian Hills and you look out like diagonally, yep. you can almost see just how wide the tornado was because yeah. it took out everything. It's just really scary. And yeah. if you think about it, it's just, it was so big. Mm-hmm. Um, so our, our, our small town is hurting and it's, it's not from fun. three different tornadoes. Three. So they confirmed that, or, or they were talking about it on the news this morning that it was that uh, the National Weather Service had confirmed three different tornadoes. Okay, I was still on two. Wow. So, so the one in uh, the north, like the northwest end of the county, it had a kind of a short path, and it was a EF zero. Uh, so it was a small tornado, tornado still, and then the one that tracked through downtown Bowling Green was an EF3 um, and then um, the one then there was another one like south um, so kind of the south um, southeast of the of the county I can't remember which which I think maybe an EF1 is what they said that one was um, but yeah three different tornadoes on the ground um, in Bowling Green it's just there's there's not a whole lot of like eloquent words you can really put to it however um, as much as I try to stay off social I think we all have been on social just wanting to look at pictures and read Mm -hmm. stories and stuff. And um, Kyle sent me something that he saw on Facebook, and I it gave me goosebumps. (laughs) So it was the scripture. Someone said they were just cleaning up debris, and they found a Bible, like, stuck in between a tree. And it was opened up to 2 Corinthians, uh, what was it, 5? Yes, yeah, I can read this chapter five. Okay, I'll let you read it, but it's it's so good. Yeah, so I don't, and um, I wish I, I should have. We should have pulled up that picture and zoomed in on what it was actually setting on, um, because depending on what kind of Bible you have, like if you're using Courtney's Bible, for example, which we have open, um, page fifteen sixty five, Second um, Corinthians chapter four is there and chapter five. Yeah, and it's just a little bit of it, but then you turn the page and you get the rest of chapter five and chapter six. So we should have zoomed in on it to yeah. see what it was on, but. Um, the first part of Second Corinthians chapter 5 is this. Um, for we know that if the earthly tent we live in is destroyed, we have a building from God, an eternal house in heaven, not built by human hands. Meanwhile, we groan, longing to be clothed instead with our heavenly dwelling, because when we are clothed, 
we will not groan, or we will not be found naked. For while we were in this tent, we groan and are burdened because we do not wish to be unclothed, um, but to be clothed instead with our heavenly dwelling so that so that what is mortal may be swallowed up by life. And uh, essentially, um, I mean, Paul's talking about that we're looking heavenward, right? Um, this whole, you know, the heading there is awaiting a, the new body. Um, and he's using this tent, this this earthly dwelling, this earthly building. He's using all this as a metaphor um, for for us. Um, but still, I think the imagery is powerful considering that this is all temporary. And it, this isn't what matters most. What matters most is heavenward. At least that's where our focus, right, should be. We've talked about that a thousand times. That's what our heart should be set on. Heavenward. That's what we ought to long for and desire most is heavenward and allow that to play out here on earth. Well, and not to be like a Debbie Downer or anything, because absolutely I'm looking heavenward and stuff, but you, you just can't help but think about, you know, an entire family being wiped out by a tornado. Mm-hmm. And although, you know, I guess in a sense, it's like, it's good they were all together yeah. because I've always said, that's how I want to go. Sure, like, absolutely. Listen, I want everybody with me yep. and just all of us go. So, so in one sense, I'm like, well, at least they were together, you know, hopefully all of them. Um, but on the other hand, you're just thinking, you know, just the devastation and the tragedy that follows something like this, kids without parents, mm-hmm. parents without children. And you're like, it's hard to look heaven. You know, it's hard to look up when you're just looking down, yeah. you know, yeah. and it's hard to think that, that God is good when something like that happens. Mm-hmm. It is, um, especially when your God is stuff. Uh, oh, yeah. God is not good when God is stuff. <laughs> That's so good. Or if, if God is, is nature or God is whatever, yeah, God is not good um, when, when that's it. Um, and it's hard, to, it's hard to see that because um, we're so selfish and everything that we love and everything that we want and everything that we've worked for and everything that we've, um, you know, that we've sacrificed for just got taken away. Um, and so... Yeah, I think and and I think tragedy is a great time to figure out where your faith is. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not you don't you don't say that to people going through it in the moment because um, they just can't hear it and receive it and probably doesn't come off kind at all. But yeah, I think it's a I think it is a great um, indicator of where trust lies and faith lies and desire and love and all those kinds of things. Well, what are you telling people? What you, like what do you what are we telling people that have, are going through it? Well, like that God is good and that God does love you and that um, that God is able to 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 bring new life out of the ashes. Um, I think that's an important story to tell. As a matter of fact, and we didn't talk about this ahead of time at church on sun, this past Sunday. There's a family here now. The wife had this was her third time here. The first time she came, she brought maybe one or two of her kids with her. And then the second time, she brought all her kids with her. Um, and each time, um, I didn't get to really talk to her the first time. I just knew that she was here. And we had talked about her in our staff meeting that, hey, we had a, a family that was here or a, um, a wife that was here. Um, and they own Cabrera's restaurant um, over on Russellville Road. Mm-hmm. They got flattened by the tornado. Oh, yes. Um, so, you know, back up several weeks and she had started coming. Um, she'd been invited by some folks here at Greenwood. And then the next week she came and she brought our kids and I made a point to meet her. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, she introduced me to her, to her, to her, all of her children. And on the way out the door, I was like, thank you all so much for coming. She said, we'll be back next week. And that was this past week. Um, and her husband was there. So she had told me that her husband, she, he can't come because he, you know, he owns a restaurant and he's always working on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Well, the restaurant was gone. Right. So he, so was, he was here. And don't you know, 
that the decision that was made on Sunday, the person who decided to give their life to Christ, was him. Was him. Was her husband. I mean, you want to talk about life out of, out of destruction, or you know, um, you know, rising up out of the ashes. There well, you go. What I a mean, story to tell, too. You know, we work so hard. You know, we have this restaurant. We put our heart and soul into it. But as soon as it was flattened, I got saved. Absolutely. You know. You know, and I'm not, and I'm not saying one leg to the other. What I I, just, I think is 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 crazy, and that we got to be a part of it. We got to be a part of what God was doing yeah. here. I don't want to lose sight of that. Like yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I just think it's cool. I think, um, he he wouldn't have been here had his restaurant been destroyed. Been at work, you mm-hmm. know, just like you do every single Sunday, because that's that was their that was the rhythm. Um, but when it wasn't there, well, it wasn't a restaurant to go to, so. Instead of going out there to clean up or whatever he could have, other choices he could have made, I guess he decided, hey, I'll, I'll go to church with you. And uh, look at that. Like, look what happened as a result of that. No, that's, um, that's so cool. So hold on. Before, before we turn, let's stay in Second Corinthians chapter 5 because you said, so what do you do? What do what you do tell you do, people? Pastor? All right. So at the end of, of Second Corinthians, I like this part of it better. I don't yeah. know if it was turned to this page or not. Um, but this story I've been telling for a couple of weeks now. Um, you have. I really have. Um, verse 20, um, we are therefore Christ's ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. Um, so I, I love this part. I love that chapter five speaks of the ministry of reconciliation. That's what we've all been called to and that we're all called to be Christ's ambassadors. And so what do we do in moments of tragedy and destruction and devastation? Um, we live as Christ's ambassadors. Yeah, no, this is perfect, especially for you because you have been sort of preaching a while <laughs> you know, on that. Yeah. Um, and, and to your point, uh, we have a friend, you remember the Tennessee tornadoes that happened? Uh-huh. Like, they were really pretty bad. Yeah. Cool. Um, my friend lives down there and she, her house was destroyed and she had a pretty emotional story, but she told her girls as the next morning when all the dust settled and they're looking around, she, they were still closed off to the world because sure. you couldn't get through. And she told her girls, just you watch, God's helpers will come. I can't even That's talk cool. about it without yeah. almost crying. She just yeah. said, just you watch, God's helpers will come. And I remember yeah. her telling me that story. Well, she called us, of course, the next morning. Are you guys okay? Are you guys okay? And she said the same thing. Mm-hmm. Just you watch, God's helpers will come. Well, I mean, I, I believe her. I know yeah, what yeah, she's yeah. talking about. Um but we've been helping we live close to Nutwood and Magnolia, so that's yeah. just it's just right out the back door. Sure. That's where we have been. And it's almost funny at the amount of helpers that there are. Oh, it's yeah. almost too many and I don't wanna say that in a negative way at all. No, there's so much. So yeah. much and like we're fighting over branches to pick up. I'm like, <laughs> No, I got it. No, no, I got it. You yeah. take the next one, you know. Um, I know at one point one of the houses that we were at, I counted forty six people. At mm. one time, chopping down a tree in this lady's yard, and it just, her her words. I'm like God's helpers. Like that's who we are. Like you know, God's ambassadors, God's helpers, God's uh, people. Yeah. This is where we show up. This is where uh, yeah. we shine. Right. Yep. Yeah. Right, so I got to tell you a quick story uh, from this. So this was on. Um, I can't remember if it was Monday or Tuesday this week, um, but someone um, from our church. Um, Basically, you, you know, I, I actually I don't even remember how this happened, but anyways, they the, Hannah was talking to them or maybe checking on them or saw something and in, in, on social media and then checked on them, and um, they were just like you know houses you know 
has been hit and everything else. Like they, they were one of the families where the house got hit and um, they were just needing help and didn't know what to do. And um, Hannah was like, all right, well, let me, let me get with Shane and see where our crews are, what's, what's happening and see if we can get someone um, going your way. And so I contacted um, our people and like, Hey, can we send some people out there? And they're like, yeah, we'll shift and we'll move that way right now. And so Hannah relays the message back and then the message comes up back and, and this lady's husband, um, she says, um, he just started weeping um, oh. th- when I told him that GBC was coming um, to help. And I'll tell you that when we got there, and I wasn't on the ground there, this is you know, so, just some of our, 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 our church, when they got there, they didn't do a whole lot. Like some, you know, the, the work had already been done uh, to some degree. I mean, there's some stuff to be done. Um, but it was just it was just the church showing up mm-hmm. for that person mm-hmm. that made a difference. Mm-hmm. Like that's the ambassador stuff. Like God's going, all right, I'm gonna send you. Having no idea that God's at work, you know, and how he's doing this, but going, I'm gonna send you and I'm gonna I'm gonna restore hope to this person's heart mm-hmm. and this person's life. Because that's they were just overwhelmed. It's so that when the church showed up to do a little bit of manual labor, not a lot. It wasn't, that's not what was important. That's not what was needed. It was the people of God coming to help yep. that encouraged a heart. That's so awesome. That's, I mean, there's just stories like that. It's stories upon stories upon stories, yeah. you know, that yeah. are coming out like that. Well, here's another one. Um, this, oh, did I miss it? What was it? Psalm 121, I think. 121 verse 1. Oh, yeah, yeah. you're right. <laughs> this was another post from another friend on social, and she said she found a shirt that was super dirty, you know, <laughs> yeah. and it was like a red and white shirt, probably from like a church camp or something like uh-huh. that. But it was Psalm 121. Yep. Go ahead and read it. Um, I left my eyes to the mountains, or the way I haven't memorized, to the hills. I think that's the way the uh, King James Version reads it. I lift my eyes um, unto the hills, up to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. And which is something that I pray and encourage people all the time. Uh, that's where our help comes from. Um, I, I usually say it like this, eyes up. You always say that to me. You know, eyes up, keep your eyes up. That's where our help comes from. Mm-hmm. We just forget. Mm-hmm. I think our help comes from ourselves. Our I mean, stuff. if I had a quarter for every time you said it to me, it would make <laughs> me, A, look like I'm always looking down. <laughs> B, like you're a very rich person. Um, well, yeah, it's just, uh, it is just kind of crazy here and we, um, appreciate everyone, you know, it's, it's like people from all over the country, mm-hmm. you know, either they just show up. Like I heard there's just crews from Ohio just showing up. The border patrol from El Paso, yes, Texas, just El Paso, Texas up. on the border of Mexico are here. It's amazing. Helping with search and, and recovery efforts. Yeah. It's amazing. And, and not forgetting that like our first responders need, um, Mm-hmm. Care, mm-hmm. you know. I think you guys showed up. Where did you show up? At the police department, and yeah. So, so yesterday we were in Whispering Hills, kind of the ground zero area um, that they're calling it, and um, we didn't have a whole lot of of um, effect I, I, that I know of. You know, um, as far as handing out food out there, I mean, they had been just you know, swamped with with people bringing food and stuff. Um, so we certainly gave away a few things. Uh, to people who are grateful, um, but we had so much food left over, so we went over to Moss Middle School, which was where all the um, the, the first responders gather and, and move out from there, um, especially at that Ground Zero event, and uh, yeah, gave food to the um, um, the U.S. Customs and Border Patrol agents that were there, um, some of the Tennessee um, urban search and rescue um, teams that were there, and uh, then... Um, 
one of our church members went down to the Bowling Green Police Department to dispatch, and um, which they were just overly um, thankful. I maybe maybe people haven't been stopping by the police station, you know, yeah. to, to help them, you know, just which I, I mean I, I can understand that, you know, the, the food's going out to people who are there on the street, but they were very thankful. So no doubt we you know we we bless some dispatchers who are sending people to where they need to go, mm-hmm. um, and then whatever you know officers that were that were going you know in and out and going through there. Well, and as Shane always says, like, we don't know what hangs in the balance Mm-mm. of something like that. Mm-mm. You know, we don't know who um, who has been working these 16-hour days, you know, and, and, and just so tired and weary. And then we show up, and they're just fulfilled or filled with just joy. Yeah. Um, I know the Montessori school downtown, they went Christmas caroling, like, just to spread joy with the little kids. Yeah. And Miss Jen, the owner of the school, she said, I was shocked at how many people started crying. Oh. And it was, yeah. it was just, and I mean, that's just something small that little kids yep. can do, you yep. know. But the fact that that's where our town is right now is just those like very small, like acts of kindness just bring you to your knees because you're already just so sad. Mm-hmm. And and just little acts of kindness, I think, mean a whole lot right now. Absolutely, and I, th- you know, that's that, um, that's that human touch. Yeah, and and I think with COVID. We've lost a lot of that because mm-hmm. we haven't been able to do that, and we're stuck in these masks and stuff. And so it's like Are people scared to do it. Yeah. Yes. And, you know. And it's like we're. Oh. You know, we're, we'll go in a second, but we're fine. we're like shoulder to shoulder with people that we don't know carrying branches, and we haven't even thought about COVID once. Yeah, that's it's it's funny. Like something, um, you know, and not that it's probably not still out. There. I mean, obviously it's just still out there, right? So it's still an issue, but it took something bigger. Um, something bigger to overcome that fear. To make um, us like come back to humanity. Like, absolutely. You, people I, do need to see, you know, kids playing in the streets and singing Christmas carols. I mean, who doesn't love that? You know, Christmas carols and dropping stuff off at the police department and yep. just being humanly like that's that was her point. She was like, we haven't done something like that in two years. And it yeah. just made me so sad. But last week I, I preached um, um, a passage and, and um Man, I, I had been up all night, like, vomiting, and I was sicker than a dog. Um, and um, so part of me wanted to just stay home because I just I didn't feel well when I woke up that morning. Like, I wasn't nauseous anymore, but I was so weak and so tired. Other part of me was like, man, I, I, want, I don't want to miss. Like, I, I want to be there. Um, and, you know, this is the Sunday, you know, basically, you know, less than 48 hours after the tornado had hit. And so I just, I didn't, I didn't want it. So I didn't have my normal prep time. Like, I didn't go through my normal routine. But I knew that God had given me a word, um, and so, anyways, it was a it was a huge altar call, which I'm I'm thankful for. Um, but I was calling people to respond to when Jesus says um, at the at the very uh, Jesus says, "What do you want me to do for you?" He's talking about it's the story of Bartimaeus in Mark chapter ten, and Jesus asked Bartimaeus the blind man, "What do you want me to do for you?" And I was making him one point that if you know the context, Jesus is illustrating a lesson that he just taught James and John who came to him and said, we want to be at your left and your right in your glory. We want to be great in your kingdom. And Jesus said, the people who are great are the people who serve. That's what greatness looks like in my kingdom. And then you get the story about the blind man and Jesus is literally serving him so much so as he says, what do you want me to do for you? Yeah. Um, and Bartimaeus could have asked for anything, but of course he asked for his sight. And um, so I was just making the point that it's in the doing that matters. Mm-hmm. Like it's the, it's the, 
It's not the believing, it's the doing. Um, faith without works is dead. That's what James says. Um, so it's it's putting that faith to work. Um, and I think it's the physical touch. I think it is the it's the it's the the conversations. It's the it's the little thing. It's the tangible, real things. And so maybe, but part of the disaster, part of the the hope in the midst of the, the disaster, the good things that are coming out of it, is that restoration of. Human, human interaction yeah. and touch and forgetting no. about what we were been scared of and afraid of. And I'm not saying that people shouldn't be, you know, not safe or anything. I'm just, you know, that a hug goes a long way for from a person who's hurting. You know, a um, a handshake goes a, a long way for the widow who has nobody else in their life, but they show up to church on Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. You know, and for some people, that's the only time they get touched during the week. Um, <laughs> and in just a practical, friendly way, you know, the handshake, the hug, the pat on the shoulder, the, you know, this is what we were created for and designed to. So, anyways, we were, I, yes, this is what we were to, like to community to commune. Yep, that's right. Together, just to be together. Um, I always tell people at CrossFit, like our new coaches, just start asking people questions because people love to talk about themselves. Of course. And um, you know, you're one of the coaches that you're so good at being personable but um you know we say we could be the best hour of people's day could you be, know absolutely. I mean, it might go all downhill after mm-hmm. the five thirty a.m class i don't know um but if i just start getting people talking about themselves like a i learn a lot but b people just want to talk they mm-hmm. just want to connect mm-hmm. so this has definitely been a way for us to kind of awaken to that someone else posted something on social and instead of me texting that person or even putting it on social like oh i agree or oh great post this made mm-hmm. me cry i was like you know what i'm gonna call her i haven't talked to her in months i called her and she was like thank you so much for calling um just stuff like that i think is just means a whole lot right now and um i think it says a lot that those little tiny things are meaning so much yep Okay, guys, uh, next week we have a good podcast. It's going to be called What to Expect When You're Expecting. So or next time. Next time. Oh, is next week Christmas? Next week. It's the week of Christmas. Yeah, it's the 23rd, so I won't. Uh, I'm doing my family's Christmas down in Tennessee on the 23rd. I have to wait two weeks to do this podcast sorry. that I've been excited about. I'm sorry. I'm going to have to do it by myself. Uh, no, I'm kidding. Well, anyways, <laughs> next time we post will be a really great one. But hey, before we go, the 24th, if you're not doing anything on uh, Christmas Eve and you live in our area or traveling into um, our area, we'd love to have you at 6 p.m. for our Christmas Eve service. It's, it's the favorite, it's like my favorite service that we do all year long. It's that so one right great. there. It's the shortest service. <laughs> it is literally 60 minutes or less. Maybe uh, the last couple of years it's been like 50 minutes, but it's a candlelight service. I don't even talk for a, a long time. Um, um, I'm I love to tell the Christmas story as it is there, draw a connection to what we've been talking about in our series, and um, celebrate the life that God has changed. Yeah, um, with with visual light. Yeah, this year it's strings. Oh. Um, I was like, can we do a strings Christmas like violin, piano, and um, cello? And so it's going to be off the chain it is and the kids i think are going to sing maybe silent nights so are oh. all the kids will be up front so it'll be it'll be fun oh, it's gonna be a good service listen, my kids will be so excited they always love to sing okay thanks guys for listening pass it on if you love it